just me. A place to be me, where you get to experience life. Life is a journey, not a guided tour. If you want the rainbow, you have to go through the rain. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Just Me. And as always, I am excited about this next series of topics that we're going to be discussing. We're actually going to be talking about expectations in relationships and reasonable versus unrealistic expectations. We actually came across this great article written by Brenda Gill, who's a therapist out of Seattle. The article was written uh, last year around this time, June of last year. And that is actually the title of the article, Expectations in Relationship, Reasonable versus Unrealistic. And as we went through this um, article, we got our own um, opinions and thoughts and comments as it relates to um, expectations. So we're just going to um, open it up and have a discussion. Again, it's just me on what are expectations in a relationship. All right. So first, I wanted to, to jump in and kind of explain what an expectation is. Because we have, we, we use the word, we throw it around all the time. I have expectations about this. I have expectations about my job, about relationships, about friendships. So many different expectations in different aspects of our lives. But when we pull back those layers, what an expectation is, is having the hopes and beliefs that are focused on a future, on the future outcome. So it is hopes, an expectation is hopes and or beliefs that are focused and ascribed to the future. An expectation may or may not be realistic. And so that's what we're going to break it down today. Expectation versus need and whether your expectations are realistic or unrealistic with the relationship that you're in. And remember, remember, relationships can be friendships. It can be intimate um, relationships with a partner. It can be a marriage. It can be an expectation or a relationship at a job as well. So all of these things. So when we talk about expectations, it's completely different from what a need is. And a need is something that is necessary for your health and for your livelihood. I'm going to say it again. A need is something that is necessary for your health and your livelihood. An expectation is the hope and or belief that you ascribe to that. And it may or may not be realistic. Miss Tracy, Miss Sharina, what y'all got? You use the word hope and expectation kind of like together. Like when you hope for something, it is Christmas and I'm hoping that I get this doll. You know, and then when I don't get it, I kind of get disappointed or uh, I, I, make, I was expecting something specific. But then when I don't get that specific thing, it leads to disappointment. So I think we all have expectations on certain different aspects of life. We don't communicate what we expect to other people. So then when we don't get it, it turns into disappointment. So part of, part of my struggle has been to make sure that anything that I expect that I'm starting to communicate it more um, so I'm not let down or disappointed if I don't achieve it 
or if I don't receive it rather than achieve it, if I don't receive it. So um, to, to hope for something or to want for something, I think we all have is, is like part of life. If I go to school, I expect to graduate. If I'm in a relationship and um, we talked about marriage or I get engaged, I expect to get married. You know, things might happen and change it and that disappointment come. But I have to make sure that person for me, because I'm married, that my partner clearly understands my expectations or um, and then you go to knees, whether they're my expectation or now my knees, that they clearly understand those. If it's within a job that my coworkers, if I expect them to have all the assignments done that I clearly communicate those things with them. So if um, it doesn't happen, at least I have something to say, okay, well, I knew you understood what was expected of you or required of you didn't deliver. So that will open up another conversation opposed to me getting disappointed and not receiving it because one, they wasn't even aware that I needed it anyway or expected it because they just didn't feel like accomplishing it or doing it. I hope I didn't bring y'all all the way out into the ocean. So for me, expectations refer to the beliefs that you hold about an outcome or an event. What I try to think about is this is my expectation. So this is something that I want to see happen. I think that's very important that we recognize that this is something that I want. So I have to be mindful of who I am wanting to assist as it relates to the expectation. And I think repeat that, that. Can you repeat that? Because that, 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 that speaks volumes. Can you say that one more time, Ms. Sharina? So basically, the expectation that I have for a situation, this is something that I created and this is something that I want. And if I want someone else to participate in this situation or this event, I have to be mindful of who I am wanting to participate within meeting this expectation. I think at times people generalize expectations onto people and not thinking about the person or group of people that they want to be a part of what you're wanting to fulfill for the expectation. Now, why do I say this? Because People or whoever you're wanting to be a part of this expectation, we have to look at, I always start with values and beliefs. You know, what are their values and beliefs? Are they, uh, are or is this a person that is truthful? Can they commit? You know, are they reliable? So if that, person that I am wanting to participate within this expectation have problems or concerns as it relates to uh, whatever I wanted to do, I may not want to set myself up with asking them to participate in something that I don't have proof or some sort of pattern of patterns of behaviors 
knowing that they can do. In the article, the author, she writes, some may believe it's best to not expect anything from your partner to avoid being let down. Do you agree or disagree with that statement? Because me personally, I tend more to agree with that statement. If I don't expect anything, I won't be let down. But you're saying anything. So basically, are you saying not expecting nothing at all from your partner? Is that what you're saying? If, no, I, let's put it situational. Okay. Because <laughs> something that is expected. <laughs> don't get okay. it twisted. Okay. All right. That's all we're saying. So if, if, if it comes to, um, okay, um, gassing up the car, if in some relationship, the man always, you know, the women don't supposed to gas, and there's an expectation going in. Like, I expect you to um, always fill it up when it's on E. Not that's me. A, that's a belief. That's, yeah, some it, people have that strong belief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, if you don't do, I don't expect, for me, I don't expect it, if it, it's not a belief for me. So if you do it, you do it. If you don't, I'm not disappointed. Like, why my car ain't filled so I can't drive that car, I'm going to go get in the other car because that one got gas in it because you didn't do, you didn't fill that one and you were supposed to. But now if you're driving it all day and you bring it back empty, it's a different story. Now I expect some gas to be up in there or, or to fill it up. Or if you say, okay, well, no, I was running late or it was too late, so I didn't put no gas in it. It's understandable and it's okay. I might have a little um, attitude to be like, you know, you rode this all day and now I get the car this morning, I got to fill it up. But then I'm going to come back and say something to you, like, to that same effect. Why you didn't fill it up when you rode all day opposed to bringing it to the house empty and get your feedback from it? Well, that's two things with this. Okay. You can look at it two ways because when you said always, that's a cognitive distortion. Well, what you're saying is that you are expecting that person to always fulfill that. How realistic is that? That's unrealistic. Okay. And it's a cognitive distortion because that's a negative way of thinking because no one can always do anything. Her cognitive distortion was an all or nothing. If he doesn't, if he doesn't and I'm, I'm, just, I'm clearing it up for the listeners, his comment, the cognitive distortion was, if you don't do this all the time, then I'm not fulfilled. Is that what we're okay. saying? Well, you got all or nothing, but then you also have generalization too. Okay. The generalization is the always. Gotcha. So gotcha. it be both. Well, that's, mm-hmm. there's two cognitive distortions. Okay. I'm glad I was a great example for how quickly, you know, when you, when you say something, if you, if you sit back, like you said, you peel it back, like, look how you're thinking that you need to change the way you're thinking and even to rephrase what you're saying. Because if you don't and I, and I continue to operate in that mindset, it will affect other things. So to quickly say, OK, well, just just rephrase it, because what I said might not have been what I meant, but when you say it, this, this is for me, and you continue to say it, then it will, it's like, it's your new belief because I'm actually operating in what I'm saying because I believe that. So then when it doesn't happen, because now I created a new belief that it is, I'm still operating um, wrong. So I guess I'll be gassing up today. 
but that's how easily, um, like it, it's, I don't know, it's like right kind of almost like walking on a tightrope, you know, it, it's so easy to slip into a, um, a bad thinking habit habit and not even realize like, Hey, wait a minute. Did I really just say that? And it was like, yeah, was I really? Okay. So now let me, I won't say backpedal, but I can make an adjustment to even that um, state. Mm-hmm. You know, that is a good example. And also how we were able to pull two cognitive distortions in that simple statement. And how we assisted you with rethinking what you said. So do you think that people need to process things before they say them, especially with expectations? Oh, most, most, most definitely, most definitely. And I, and too, I mean, as we go further in the conversation, we, when we get to um, be looking at what's realistic and what's unrealistic to kind of like think, is that a realistic thought that you're <laughs> Before you present it to your um, partner, again, whether it's um, intimate or um, social work, whatever, that um, to, to think it through, like what, I, what I'm about to ask or about to say, is it really realistic? Ooh. So basically ask them that question. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's no different than saying like, um, I don't want you to have any more female friends. If I'm in a relationship, when I first meet, I don't want you to have any more female friends. Is that realistic? So when I when I say that, what do I really mean by I don't want you to have female friends, friends that talk after work? You know, you have to put some more specifics to it. You can't make a general statement and expect like I don't want you to have any more friends. I mean, female so, friends. So basically, are you saying that before we? Or during the building of relationships, these are different questions we need to ask. Like the question that you asked us now, how do you feel about female friends? Yeah, so you you process, so asking questions, and we talked about healthy communication. When you, when you, when you engage in that conversation, you can kind of pull, what can you expect from this person? Because if we're talking, we go back where we talked about travel. If, I'm talking to you and I'm just meeting you and you in that conversation, you already identify, I don't like to travel or I don't like to fly. Then when we're in a relationship, I shouldn't be expecting you to be like, oh, down at you, my, my wife or my girlfriend, now you want to fly all of a sudden. Because we, in that conversation that we had, kind of told me that. So why would I put a high expectation on you to fly when, because as we talk, you already told me you don't like to fly. You don't like to trap. It's funny how, you know, we, we're talking about expectations, but we get to fall back on communication. We get to fall back on cognitive distortion and how everything is just, it just flowing together. But part of it is like you mentioned, say process to make sure we process stuff before we earn. Um, open our mouth before we take actions or stuff to, um, to really um, try to process it before we present it. You know, that will save a whole lot of disappointment if people mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. Because people just impulsively uh, speak out and speak expectations when they're really not even realistic. And then how do you know if something is going to be realistic or not realistic or unrealistic in 
that particular relationship because I have friendships that I have specific expectations for. I have family members that I have specific expectations for. So how do I know if that expectation is realistic for this set of friends or for my mom or for my sister? How do we know? And can it be that our expectations change? And that, that's too with the, uh, with the author. Everybody have different expectations. So going back to that communication, that those expectations, you going into something, what I expected and you expect might be totally different. And then if I achieve mine, I think it was a good, it was successful. If you don't achieve it, you say it's not successful. But if we, if we communicate about it and we know, um, get a common ground going for that same, um, goal, then it will be easier. This accepting everybody's differences on, um, everybody is different, has different expectations. Let me just leave it there. It is, it is common. It is normal for people to have different expectations, but it should be communicated what those expectations are. And also to help answer Sasha's question, this is not always, but sometimes you can look at the patterns of all the people's behaviors to see if if they can fulfill the expectation. But people can change. And that's also we have to that's all we also have to be mindful of that. Because someone can say, well, he did start um when we first met, or when you know he was traveling, but then all of a sudden he stopped. So the patterns of behavior is like, well, he used to. So what about now? And I think that's where communication and checking in comes in regularly as it relates to relationships. Because once again, people change. Like we don't know why they change. So that's why we have to ask questions when you notice that there is a change within a behavior when people all of a sudden stop doing things. I don't think people all of a sudden just stop doing things. It's got to be something contributing to why they have changed up. It could be something simple, but you don't know until you communicate. And the author in, in that area, she says some expectations may be harder to meet or understand than others. Communicating about these differences and being realistic about expectations that may be more difficult to meet can foster a healthy relationship. Mm. Can force? Can foster? Can foster? Foster. Okay. Foster. Okay. Yeah. I'm from New York. No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think force. <laughs> okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So really being intentional with really, you know, asking questions or just figuring out why, why the change or you know, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, communication is key once again. It's one thing, going back to the communication, so it's one thing to ask a question, and it's another thing to make a sarcastic statement or ask a sarcastic question. And I am guilty of this. So when you are having a dialogue with that person and you are trying to understand what expectations has changed, have changed, and what you need in order to be fulfilled in that relationship, you cannot go about it with the intention of getting your way met. It has to be an effective dialogue. So 
reducing that sarcasm, reducing those rhetorical questions that make people feel belittled, reducing the distraction, reducing the need or the ability or the interest or the desire to communicate via text. Because while texting and social media are good on some accounts, they can create a lot of lost dialogue when we're trying to resolve expectations. And I think that is very important when we talk about communication, because a lot of times we assume that these, com- these conversations can happen very abruptly without thought and without intention. But if you want this relationship to work, whether it be friendships, whether it be family members, whether it be intimate relationships with somebody, then the, ha- the conversation has to be intentional. And a lot of times we use that sarcasm, we use those rhetorical questions, those belittling statements as a way of not addressing how we truly feel and recognizing that in all actuality, my feelings were hurt. So when we talk about expectations, you have to be very mindful of the fact that is this an expectation, like Ms. Sharina said, is this an expectation that this person has a pattern of being able to fulfill? If this person is not a trustworthy person, then how do you trust them to take your check to the bank and deposit it into your bank account? No, they didn't stole from me before. That is not a very good expectation for this person. Well, who are you setting up? You setting up yourself. There you go. You mm-hmm. setting up yourself. <laughs> so if that person doesn't have a good pattern of this expectation, please don't expect this person to... Um, you know, divvy out um, empathy or sympathy because this person hasn't been there for you uh, with other sympathetic or empathetic moments. So don't expect that partner or that person to be there when you truly need it with that expectation. You might need to get that expectation met from somebody else. Another thing is time. Time, time, time. There are so many different... Time creates a lot of different changes. So a person's lifestyle may be different from when they were in their 20s to to their 30s. So the expectation may be different in the 20s than in their 30s. As a result, is that expectation that you have for that person or that group of people realistic based on the time frame that they're in? And if not, then is your expectation realistic for that particular person? Not to say that it's not warranted as fact, as what you feel, but it may not be doable for that person. Like Miss Tracy said about the traveling. I'd love to travel, but if I'm expecting a partner who doesn't like to travel to all of a sudden want to travel, my expectations are going to be let down. And then as a result, I know this person's going to say no, that he doesn't want to travel. So as a result, I'm going to be disappointed and I'm going to be upset. But is that something that I set up for myself? I'm sorry, that was my soapbox. No, no, but, but, but I don't, like Ms. Um, um, Sharita had brought it out that it's the process. I don't, I don't think we like to go through that process. We just jump in. Like we wake up and and we and we ready. But if we take time to come back and process it, it starts making sense. So pausing to process, I've learned is important. <laughs> it's important that you don't just, you just don't jump out there. Again, because when you get to peel those them layers back and really see like that, I just set myself up. I, you know, I could avoid it all of this stuff right here without putting that expect because I already know this person is this way or has shown or have a pattern of this type of behavior. So why am I expecting something different? That is really good. 
but even even um the author she kind of she kind of pulls out ten reasonable expectations for relationships. Do you feel that these are reasonable expectations? We don't have to go in depth, but is trust an expectation within a relationship? All right. All right. So we've touched upon a lot of different topics today as it relates to expectations and what type of expectations can be um, ascribed to different relationships. Next segment, we're going to get into how our expectations kind of define who we are and our happiness. But just to recap, I definitely want to let um, the listeners know that expectations is the hope and beliefs ascribe to the focus of the future. I have the hope and or belief of a particular outcome, but it may or may not be realistic. And a lot of times the things that impact that realistic expectation is the pattern of the person, whether they're reliable for that expectation and time and experience. And so when we think about all of these expectations and how we um, discuss them in our relationships, the main thing that we go back to all the time is that communication. Whether it is we recognize that there may be some faulty thinking or cognitive distortions, or we just need to go back and make things a little clearer with the person that we have the expectations from. Thank you guys so, 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 so much for listening. And until next time, make sure that you take care of yourself so that we can take care of each other. Thank you so much for listening to Just Me Podcast. If you are seeking further one-on-one consultations, worksheets, and action steps from the ladies at Just Me Podcast, please review the monthly subscription packages starting at $9.99 at www dot patreon that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com backslash just me podcast and the number one if you are seeking further one-on-one diagnoses interventions and treatment plans please consider scheduling an appointment with an individual counselor at journeys counseling center journeys can be reached at 336-294-1300 The mission of Just Me Podcast is to use authentic conversations to uplift one's mind, body, and soul. The goal of Just Me Podcast is to offer affordable education and insight to individuals who experience financial barriers to accessing individualized behavioral health support. With that being said, the information, including opinions, advice, and recommendations discussed in this podcast, is intended for informational and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to substitute the recommendations of your own licensed therapist or healthcare provider. Although we are licensed behavioral health professionals, we are not your licensed behavioral health professional. As a result, the advice mentioned on this podcast should not replace the recommendations offered by your own qualified health professional.